Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Josh, why are you so mad at the financial industry? (laughs) I get questions like this quite a bit from financial planners uh, justifying what they're doing uh, to earn their fee. And uh, (laughs) I just laugh. (laughs) Because why am I so mad at the financial industry? Because the emails I get from the people that subscribe to my YouTube channel, time and time and time again about how they've been told they can't retire because they need $6 million. They can't retire for whatever reason. They have to stay working their crappy old job for whatever reason. One of the issues the financial planning industry has now lately been trying to use, and I don't think this is going to go forward, but we've now come full circle to recognize you can't beat the market. It's just not going to happen. When you're paying 1% fee, it's not going to happen. One of the things they're trying to do now is they're trying to use this thing called uh, gamma, which is saying uh, alpha is your outperformance relative to the the market. And everyone knows you can't get alpha. You're just not going to get it. Uh, Not when you factor in fees, because we just read John Bolo's book as basic math. The market is the market. Some people do better. Some people do worse. Everyone pays a fee, essentially. So when you subtract out the fee, the vast majority of us will underperform the market. Uh, It's just basic mathematics. I've led... I've done many a, a book or a link to the John Bogle's book, which will, uh, you can certainly read, Common Sense on Mutual Funds, and figure it out. Just read an article. It's literally it's mathematics. Uh, so we, we know we can't generate alpha. So now what we're trying to do is do this thing called gamma, which is, <laughs> which is trying to say how an advisor uh, can save you from yourself, essentially. So they'll use these silly articles from a doll bar. Morningstar had one, which is some legitimacy to it, but I still I, I question uh, how they the structure of how they got their numbers. But anyway, the, the issue is the market has done ten uh, percent, but the average investor has only done five percent. Thus, there's a uh, five hundred basis points uh, that you're leaving on the table because you're an average investor, essentially because your behavior your behavior is bad, thus you need a higher financial advisor to change your behavior. And I just haven't seen that. I haven't. I've looked. I've talked to thousands of people. I've seen a few. Uh, I'd say pretty much all men who have uh, got out of the market at the most inopportune time or went all gold. Uh, but very few I've ever seen, men included, have done that. I just Most are just say, I'm just putting my money away month over month, week over week, year over year until I quit my crap old job. I just have not seen a whole lot of people move from point A to point B back to point A. I just haven't seen it. So the whole, the methodology I challenge of those studies, the Dalbar one particularly, but I just challenge the methodology that says the average advisor underperforms his own holdings by a significant amount. I, I just don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is too... All right, let's just say it's true. So I'm going to hire some guy at 1% a year. Is that going to make me better perform? No, it's just it's, it's just silly. It, so I, I just, I hate that. I hate the advisor industry says, oh, you can take 4% a year off and I'm going to charge you 1%. So how much are you actually taking for a year? You're taking 5%. 4% to live on and 1% to the advisor. And they don't ever talk about that. They don't. 
And I was talking to a guy, a lady yesterday. Um, she had Ed Jones accounts, paying 1% to Ed Jones, but also paying mutual fund expenses of 90, to 90 basis points to 120 basis points. So the Ed Joneses, they have the fee, thankfully, that's very explicit on the first page of your statement for the Ed Jones advisory fee, but it doesn't say what the advisory fees are, uh, the fees that she's paying to Hartford and to uh, Oppenheimer and all the other mutual funds that are in there. It's just so she's not paying, in this case, 7000 a year. She's paying twice that, but she only sees the 7000 And when you look at mutual funds, we know that there's actually more fees on top of that, which are not disclosed to the SEC for trading costs and things like that nature. So... Look, I, I don't have any qualm with mutual funds, but those fees that seem to be uh, forgotten about, which is weird, overlooked, because someone's getting paid. If people weren't getting paid, they wouldn't offer it to them. I despise the fact that advisors don't put their fee schedule front and center. I, I, I despise that. I find that to be absolutely um, – I, I find it to be incredibly offensive, frankly, that advisors say we're transparent. Well, what's your fees? Well, you got to, it depends on your situation. Okay, that's not very transparent. So if one of my situation is I got a million bucks and I'm rental real estate and I got $400,000 of IRA money. Uh, why do I have to call you to get your fees? Uh, software as a service, S-A-A-S, software as a service, uh, they don't do that. The fees are front and center. You can buy TubeBuddy. In fact, I, I use TubeBuddy for my YouTube channel a lot. Uh, maybe I'll put a link in the show notes because if you get YouTube buddy through me, I get paid a little bit. I have no clue what it is. I've never done that before, but that is a software as a service that you can see very explicitly what they charge, which is wonderful. I use um, uh, two, uh, Tunes to Tube. That's if I do a, uh, a podcast and I want to upload it to my YouTube channel, that's free. I use uh, Twisted Wave. Uh, I pay 100 bucks a year for them. Uh, that, I mean, all this stuff is software as a service. I know exactly what I'm getting for my fee, without question. And no one in the financial planning industry does that. It's nuts. I, I hate the fact that we're charging for assets under management. I, th- I find that to be offensive as well. And that way, we're essentially saying to the vast majority of Americans, you're not good enough for us, uh, which, which is just... Uh, <laughs> Which ticks me off, man. It does because the vast majority of Americans do need financial advice, but they're not getting it from the financial advice industry. Because the financial advice industry is all geared towards this one segment of the population. People got a lot of money and people are willing to pay a lot of fees. I find out offensive. How much money do you freaking need to live on? I mean, and I, I, there's a correlator to that. I told you before about financial advisors flying around private planes. And I'll never forget. I'll never, ever, ever forget. Vietnam vet, Agent Orange, uh, probably not long for this world. Nicest guy you'll ever meet in your life. He and his wife have about 350,000 squirreled away. Uh, the, the company, the owner of the firm, uh, was flying around these private jets to re- recruiting more and more financial advisory firms to go under his, uh, his uh, marketing scheme, if that makes sense. So he's flying around these private planes uh, to recruit other firms. Uh, to go under him so he gets a cut the other firms get a cut the funds themselves get a cut and this vietnam vet with agent orange his wife with three hundred fifty thousand dollars. what happens to them when the next crash comes around I, I mean, what happens so he's paying one one percent to the this firm one percent to these guys and it's not disclosed it's just it's freaking nuts man now is it disclosed when he sees his monthly statement yeah okay well josh you see the fee that he's coming out of there okay that's that's that, i find that to be offensive Especially when these guys are flying around the freaking airplanes all over the place. Why? Because the recruit is multi-level marketing. I'm Joe Schmo Investment Company. I can get Jane Schmo Investment Company underneath, and I can get Bob Schmo Investment Company underneath. It's multi-level marketing. Everyone gets a cut, but it's a cut off your money. 
is to cut off your money so they can fly around the freaking multi-million dollar planes and whatnot. I find that offensive. I really do. And they're going to say they're financial advisors. Okay, when's the last time your financial advisor ever asked about your 1040, whatever, ever asked about your estate documents, ever looked at anything, ever looked at your cash flow? It's always about investments. So it's not financial advisory. It's corrupt. Corrupt. It all can be. It's not financial advisory. I can't stand the industry because I know a firm that I used to work with who lied about 15 of my friends, had them fired when they made crap up about them and put stuff on their record, their U4, what's called the U4, so they could never get work in the, in the industry again. And no one cares. No one cares about that. Thankfully, one guy has uh, received a $2 million payout, but it took him two years to get it and he could not find work. All right, so he had to blow through all his savings, everything, and he got lucky. He found the right arbiter uh, to rule for his favor, and I don't know how long it's going to take for that firm to pay him out that two million bucks. Uh, but I hate the fact that the industry allows that kind of stuff because that's corrupt as all as as days long. Your firm can just make up crap about you, and you have no recourse. Oh, Josh, you got recourse. What's your recourse? Took this guy two years, probably fifty thousand dollars. There's no guarantee he's going to win. And what if he doesn't? He's never getting put in the business again because it looks like the, the company made crap up about him saying that he was basically a scoundrel of theft. And it was completely false and completely lied. And yet the other people who said that are still sitting there at that company living on $300,000 a year of salary off of who? Off of your money. It's nuts. And the, firm, the industry allows that to happen. It's crazy. Oh, but there is no, there's no recourse. Give me a break. I got a thing on my U4. It's not a very big deal because I just don't care anymore. But if I did care, how do I get that off? I mean, it's been two and a half, uh, yeah, two, uh, almost three years now. I mean, so what do I do? Hire an attorney? How much does that cost? What's the likelihood of it coming out to my satisfaction? Not very high. It's just not. And I hate the fact that actually most arbitrations, they go against the client and go for the industry. Why? Because the arbitrators come from the industry. I just hate the financial planning industry that says we're going to charge you a fee for your investments and we're, and we're not going to do anything else. So if you have no investments, we're not going to freaking work with you. I find that to be incredibly offensive, incredibly offensive. And we're going to say, yeah, we're going to show ourselves some of these freaking commercials as if we know you and everything about you. But if you don't have any money, we're not going to talk to you. And then when we do have money, all we're going to do is we're going to submit a report to you every quarter that says how your investments have done. What the hell does that have to do with anything? It's not financial planning. It's investment management. Hold yourself as an investment manager. I have no problem with that, but don't hold yourself as a financial advisor. Or the industry says, oh, you can't retire until you got six million bucks. I hate that. What the hell is that? When did this become the vernacular that says you have to have six million bucks to retire? Where the industry says, oh, Social Security, we're not going to count on Social Security being there. Why? Why, why will we not count on that being there? Because Social Security isn't solvent. Bullcrap is not solvent. It's going to pay its bills to at least at the worst case scenario, the worst, not really the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario if we had 6.5% unemployment from here to eternity. But basically this trustees report says without any fixes, any fixes, with a 5.5% unemployment rate, they're still going to be able to pay 78 cents on a dollar come 2034. And then come 2092, it'll be 73 cents on a dollar. So, I mean, even in a pretty bad scenario that the trustees report uses, which is a 5.5% unemployment from here on out, they still can pay 78 cents on a dollar without any fix at all. And I already told you how you fix it. Easy. Just pay a little bit more property tax and the employment tax. Done. Done. Yeah, we're got, not going to use that for financial planning? It's crazy. I hate the industry that doesn't listen to people. They tell and they don't listen. I hate that because they're always trying to sell. And when you sell, you tell. That's what it is. You got to tell to sell. And I don't like that. You got to listen. What is the person trying to do? What's happening here? What are we trying to accomplish? If you don't know that, 
I hate the industry where they say you need to have seven contacts to make a sale. So the, in the, in the initial thing is from sales managers, you better be on the phone six more times from that guy who told you no. That's a scarcity mentality. Josh, you want to hire me? Uh, so I go to you and say, hey, Tim, uh, I, I want to run your money for you at 1%. You're like, no, I don't want to. Okay, I'm going to call you six more times. I'm going to bury you down until you say yes. What, why? If Tim said no, well, there's freaking Joe, Bob, Jane, Sue out there. Let's find them. Why do we got to hark on Tim? I just got an email from some guy. Uh, he's uh, looking at three different firms. All of them are calling him, calling him, calling him, calling him, calling him because that's a scarcity mentality. They say, hey, you contacted us, so you gave us the right to contact you every which way to Sunday until you basically either capitulate or scream and holler. Well, I mean, what the hell is that? I hate the industry that says everyone's afraid to go uh, into an office to talk to somebody because they're afraid of the sales pitch. I'll give you a free portfolio review. That's what you hear. Free review. Our tools will tell you a free review. Well, you know what that means. They're going to tell your stuff jacked up and that their stuff is better. I mean, everyone knows this stuff, and yet the industry acts like, I'll just give you a second look. <laughs> I guarantee the second look is always going to come up with something that you say, I think we'd do better over here. Unless you find out they don't have money, then you'll say, oh, no, you're good. The sad thing is a lot of good people in the industry. That's what's sad. But they have to follow what the businesses say. And the businesses say you've got to make profit. you got to sell things, sell things, sell things. And it's nuts, man. And so you got these good people who have good intentions come in the industry, want to do financial planning. But there is no money to be had in financial planning, they think, unless they sell products. And yes, selling investment services is selling a product. Absolutely. And I can't stand that. It's completely messed up. Messed up. Anyway, so that's uh, that's my diatribe against the investment world, the financial planning industry. It needs a change. It needs a change drastically for me to take it seriously. And I'm not going to take it seriously until we see front and center fees, until we don't get charged for assets under management, until we charge for actual financial planning. Until we do that, it's all fake. It's all smoke and mirrors. Until the freaking corporate bigwigs uh, stop flying around in private jets, uh, trying to raise more money, more money, more money, while they're freaking Vietnam vet clients with 350000 bucks, they get 20% decline in their portfolio. They're doomed. It's nuts, man. It makes me mad. And yet again, the guys on the ground, the financial planners, are actually the good guys. It's the sales managers and the corporate bosses that are not. They're not. They're just, they're trying to maximize revenue, and they know how to do that to maximize revenue. Actually, let me read you this quote, as a matter of fact. This is uh, my friend who's in the business, by the way, who charges flat fee, which I like. Um, I don't know if he'd want me saying his name right now simply because uh, it might tick off some people. I'll tell you what, uh, what he says to me right here. Hold on just a second. Uh... All right, here we go. You ready? So this is what he said. Money management is the most profitable business in the United States, and it is incumbent upon all of us not to louse up the situation for others who may follow. That's Arthur Zeichel, who used to be president of Merrill Lynch Wealth Management to a room full of advisors in 1996. This guy named Morgan Housel uh, said, the business model of the majority of financial services companies relies on exploiting the fears, emotions, and a lack of intelligence of its customers. The worst part is that the majority of customers will never realize this. Now let's just go back to Arthur Zeichel from Merrill Lynch. Money management is the most profitable business in the U.S., and it is incumbent upon all of us not to louse up the situation for the others who may follow. Notice that doesn't say anything about the client. All right, that's all I got. We'll see you next time.